Alejandro Garoppolo under some pressure. He is brought down by Quinnen Williams. Braxton Berrios for the touchdown. A quick turnaround for the New York Jets as they get set to welcome in the Denver Broncos for a showdown underneath the lights on Thursday night football. Welcome to the numbers game presented by Bet365. I'm your host, Dan Grassa. Pleased to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Cynthia Freeland of the NFL Network. And Cynthia, short week. I know that you buried yourself in the playbook. I know that you've done all your treatments. You did the ice bath and everything. You're ready for some football, right? Ankles are taped. I'm good to go. Let's bring it on. That's it. Now, the Jets are hoping for a bounce-back performance after a 36-7 defeat against the Indianapolis Colts on Sunday afternoon, a game in which they saw three interceptions, two of them going the other way. Self-inflicted wounds are something that are difficult to overcome, and it saw it on Sunday with the Jets. Yeah, it's really difficult to overcome points off of turnovers and turnovers together, but especially points off of turnovers. And if you look to see what was happening, part of it was that the offense was actually calling some good plays in terms of what are higher probability outcomes. And then unfortunately, low probability things happen, right? So the wide receivers being injured and different players playing is a very hard thing to overcome. And I think that was evident too, because I felt in the first half of that game, the offense probably had their best half of the season when it comes to moving the football. And when you talk about the increase in probability, I thought they did a really nice job of incorporating all three running backs, not just veteran, uh, the veteran Frank Gore, but Kalen Balaj, who Adam Gase knows from their time together in Miami, and the rookie LaMichael P. Ryan. All those guys got some good touches and all made contributions, both in the run game and the pass game as well. Well, and of course, you saw a really improbable, another one, a really improbable pass to Braxton Berrios. This is the second one in as many weeks. Those were peppered in because you had the good opportunity that came from the run game. When you can get a consistent run game going, it keeps the defense off balance. The defense being off balance means better opportunities for the pass catchers. And you saw what happened with Braxton Berrios. That was a really fun touchdown to watch. Absolutely. And, you know, you go and chronicle right now the performance of Sam Darnold. 17 to 29, 168 yards. Three interceptions, yes, but you mentioned the touchdown pass, and now this is the second week in a row where he and Berrios have found a connection on a play that broke down. Good chemistry really developing between those two guys. So when you look at what is supposed to happen in terms of if you look at all of the times in the past that a pass like that was thrown under those circumstances, under duress, and with the receiver covered up by at least one defender, I think there was two in this case. This is like an under 5% probability that that pass will be completed. So it is a really promising thing to see that Sam Darnold did complete such a low probability pass. We mentioned the veteran Frank Gore, who once again got the bulk of the workload in the backfield. And look, Frank likes to churn out those yards. He works for each and every inch on that field. And yards after contact was something that was very prevalent for him on Sunday. Absolutely. 77% of his rushing yards came after contact. This means a defender tried to stop him and he kept going. Those broken tackles and forced missed tackles are a huge factor in earning positive yardage, especially on first down when you set up the subsequent downs after. So Frank Gore's contribution by himself without really a ton of help, meaning the yards after contact are really predictive in terms of what he can do. He was incredibly helpful for the team. And that could bode well come Thursday night because that Denver run defense has shown to be vulnerable a little bit through the first three weeks of the season. That could be a positive there. On the flip side, we got our first look at Lawrence Cager, who was elevated from the practice squad. The wide receiver had two catches 
for 35 yards, both on slant routes from Sam Darnold. And I think that, look, he's got the prototypical size, Cynthia. He's 6'5". He's got good athletic ability. Maybe he's someone whose role could develop a little bit more as the season progresses. You know, the interesting part about when you have someone that's 6'5 and a big target, there are nice mismatches to be found, especially among safeties. So it's not surprising that you see a slant route or something that is kind of in that right field of vision for Sam Darnold to get the rhythm going and kind of establish that chemistry. So he could absolutely be a factor in this game and going forward. And the Jets could be getting some good news as far as the injury front is concerned for that game on Thursday. Might be getting some of those bodies back on the offensive side of the football. Still more to come on this edition of the Numbers Game. When we return, we'll get into some over-unders for this week's game against the Denver Broncos. And we'll dive a little bit deeper into some of the individual performances from last week's game in Indianapolis. Stick around for more Numbers Game presented by Bet365. you want to bet on live sports? Then you need to try in-play betting at Bet365. In-play betting lets you make a bet while the game's still being played. Seriously, you can bet on things like touchdowns, the money line, puck line, total hits, next goal score, fight outcome. Download the app now and see for yourself why Bet365 is the world's favorite sports book. And welcome back to the Numbers Game presented by Bet365. Dan Grassa alongside my co-host Cynthia Freeland of the NFL Network. All right, Cynthia, let's get into some over-unders here, right? A little betting for this game on Thursday night. Let's start with the offensive side of the ball here in Sam Darnold. Over-under 17.5 completions for number 14 against that Denver defense. I think about 20 completions is a nice floor for him. So that's more than 17 and a half. He had 17 last game against the Colts. I think it's going to be a nice shorter passing game to get that rhythm established. So I think about 20 passes is a nice floor. I would agree with you. I think you're going to see an uptick from what we saw a week ago. Certainly the onus is on him to play better. I think he's going to be a lot more efficient. And that Denver defense, certainly they got lit up pretty good last week in their loss to Tampa Bay. How about rushing the football? We know that Adam Gase likes to incorporate the multiple backfield. We talked about it earlier in the first block there. Over under 68 and a half yards rushing, you think, for this Jets ground attack? So last week, the Jets showed us that they can get those yards after contact. I think that we have a nice opportunity in this one to see the Jets get even more than that. So I think over 100 would be a great opportunity, especially because Look, they're playing a first-time starting quarterback, and that could mean if we slow the pace down of the game in general on both sides, that rushing attack and efficiency in rushing attack is going to be one of the key factors in determining the outcome. So Jets, I think maybe more like 100 or 100-plus rushing yards. I would agree with you. And you know what? A successful running game is the best friend for any quarterback. I don't care how much experience you have in the league. And I think they'll look to incorporate that, certainly, for Sam Darnold. Now, on the flip side, you look at that Denver defense and what they've done here recently when it comes to generating a pass rush. Didn't work out that well last week against Tom Brady in Tampa Bay, did it? No, Tom Brady was actually only under pressure about 17% of dropbacks, which is a very low number. Just in general, think of 20 as kind of 20% as like the low, lower end of amount of pressures during a regular game in the regular season. That is a low number. Anything under that is low. And then think of like 30 as being high. So 17 is a very low number, and that bodes well for Sam Darnold. 
On offense, certainly to extend drives, you have to convert third downs. And that's an issue that the Jets have had this year on offense. They've only converted 32% of their third downs. They'd like to see that number grow up. On the flip side, though, you look at the Denver Broncos, and they had some problems last week with their defense trying to get Tom Brady and Tampa Bay off of the field on third down. Absolutely. They allowed 50% of Tampa Bay's third downs to be converted. That's a very high number considering the week before with the Pittsburgh Steelers, that number was 17%. And the week prior to that against the Tennessee Titans, it was about 43%. But Denver's defense also has some injuries as well. And they're going to need to figure out how to stop a shorter and longer passing attack. Because remember, Sam is a threat to pass it deep on every down. So they're going to have to account for both short and deep passes. Jets failed to generate really a consistent pass rush on Sunday against Phillip Rivers out there in Indianapolis. And that's something that they're going to look to improve upon here. You're going up against a quarterback in all probability with very little experience in this case in Brett Rippon making his first career start. When you talk about a pass rush, though, the offensive line for the Denver Broncos beat up already going into that game. Now they lose their starting right tackle for the foreseeable future. And that leads us to get another one of our over-unders here. So let's look at it from a Jets pass rushing point of view. Over-under Cynthia, one and a half sacks against that Denver Bronco offensive line. I'm going the over. I'm being optimistic. I think that Greg Williams has have those guys raring to go, pin their ears back. I think they get after Brett Rippon and company. Greg Williams has a little bit of a like no risk it, no biscuit mentality, and I think he'll take that opportunity here too. I think two is a really nice number, not because I don't think they'll be able to consistently generate pass rush, but I almost gave it away when I was talking before. I think they're going to run the ball a lot, so there just won't be as many opportunities to sack the quarterback because the ground game is going to be so important. So in this one for me, I think two sacks, which is still more than one and a half. Absolutely. When we come back here on the numbers game, we'll have a few more over-unders, and we'll also dive a little bit deeper into this week's opponent, the Denver Broncos. This is the numbers game presented by Bet365. Second down and eight. A drive that began at the Jets' 12-yard line. Darnold scanning the field under pressure. Avoids a sack. Scrambles right. Breaks a tackle. Keeps the play alive. Throws right. Corner of the end zone. That's caught. That's a get touchdown. Braxton Berrios got free. But it was the mobility, the escapability of Sam Darnold that kept the play alive. That was all the Jet quarterback. How good does that feel for the Jets? Welcome back to the numbers game presented by Bet365, the world's favorite sports book now in New Jersey. I'm Dan Grasso alongside my co-host Cynthia Freeland of the NFL Network. And let's talk about the opponent here for Thursday night, Cynthia. The Denver Broncos, they're 0-3 on the season. They fell to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last week, 28-10. The offense has had some struggles as well. They've scored fewer than 15 points in two out of the three games this year. So the Broncos, of course, at the quarterback position, they're super injured. And then they had, you know, so Drew Locke went out as a starter. And then Jeff Driscoll came in and he was replaced by Brett Rippon, who is officially getting the start on Thursday. So that's an interesting it's a very difficult and interesting problem. And then also Cortland Sutton, their leading wide receiver, he's not playing either. So that's that's a it's a difficult thing to overcome for both teams. That sets us up for a nice little over-under when you talk about this Denver Broncos offense. How about over-under 250 total yards for that banged-up Broncos attack? What are you thinking? I think that it's not going to be 250 total yards. I think this is, like I said, slower-paced game. I think we're going to keep more things on the ground. I think that it's going to be a quick game because there's going to be so much rushing. I don't think 250 total yards is something 
I would say fewer than that, a little bit more conservative than that. So Brett Rippon, in all probability, as we said, is going to make his first start here at quarterback for Denver. He's going to have a rookie at wide receiver from Alabama, the first-round pick, Jerry Judy, who, let's be honest, has gotten off to a pretty nice start despite the revolving door at quarterback. But Jerry Judy will have a, a tougher time because without Cortland Sutton, and really, no offense, the next, you know, he's actually their leading receiver, right? So, and he's a tight end. So, that, the, the spacing on the field will be something that they need to account for because Jerry Judy hasn't faced as many pro-style games. And especially without Cortland Sutton, you'll start to see some of that rookie sort of, he'll have to figure it out, right? Mm -hmm. Noah Fant, the second-year tight end of Iowa, has really gotten off to a nice start for them as well. He'll probably be targeted quite frequently in this game. Now, you look on the flip side. You look at Denver's defense here. Von Miller is the big omission. He's out for the season, suffered an injury in practice before the year got underway. Certainly not having to deal with him, a former Super Bowl MVP, is huge if you're an offense. Then they lose Jarrell Casey, a former pro bowler who they acquired from the Tennessee Titans in the offseason. He's now down for the count as well. Cynthia, they've only sacked the quarterback, the Broncos, four times in three games this year. I think if you're the Jets and you're Sam Darnold, you're probably breathing a little bit easier not having to go up against those guys. Well, if Mekhi Becton's playing, you're breathing even easier in this situation. I want to point out something. They franchise tagged to safety, Justin Simmons. And Justin Simmons, if you go back and watch that game, they lined him up against Mike Evans in the end zone, and Justin Simmons did not have a very good game against Mike Evans. Now, a lot of people don't have good games when they're facing Mike Evans and charged with stopping him from catching balls. However, I'm sure that the Jets are watching that and trying to figure out how they can use the fact that, you know, a good pass rush is really helpful, but the, the back and the front of the defenses work together, right? So if they're not able to generate the pass rush, then they can kind of dupe the defensive backs. So it'll be interesting to see if Justin Simmons can kind of pick up the pace of play or if we have now seen a way that they can expose him. All right, Cynthia, let's sneak in one more over-under before we get out of Dodge. We talked about the problems Denver's having on defense. That could correlate with Sam Darnold having a big night here. So how about over-under one-and-a-half TD passes for the Jet QB? I think two touchdown passes is a very likely thing that we see happen. I think one of them could go to Braxton Berrios, but you brought up Lawrence Cager and you brought up his height, 6'5". That could be a nice mismatch in the end zone, in the red zone, that could really be that second touchdown pass. You're absolutely right about that. I'm going to agree with you. Overshoot. I think we might even get three. I think you're going to really see a nice bounce back performance from Sam. National TV under the lights against Denver here on Thursday. All right, let's take a peek at the upcoming schedule. After Thursday, the beauty of playing on Thursday night is, well, you get a few extra days off. So the Jets are going to have 10 days until their next game. They're going to stay at MetLife Stadium. And the Arizona Cardinals with Kyler Murray are going to come calling there week five on October the 11th. Maybe a chance for the Jets to get even some more of those injured players back the ones that were on the IR eligible to come off for that game so we shall see Cynthia fantastic job short week we got it done we made it happen enjoy that game Thursday night you know I will that is all the time we have for the numbers game for this week for my co-host Cynthia Freeland I'm Dan Grassa thanks for watching everybody this is the numbers game presented by bet 365 enjoy the game